0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as um, simple you know, my, as bringing a bunch of big names together.
1: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so
0: many know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Shift, shift gears here and let's talk about the NBA Finals. They are in the way. And it was the Nuggets who took care of business at home in game one. They beat the Miami Heat 104-93 to take a 1-0 series lead. Nikola Jokic joined Jason Kidd as the only players in NBA history to record a triple-double in their finals debut. He led all scorers with 27 points to go along with 10 rebounds, 14 assists. Jamal Murray added 26 points. Aaron Gordon had 17. Meanwhile, for the Heat, Ben Matabayo led them with 26 points but it was a slow night for jimmy butler who finished with a quiet 13 points in this one so tommy how much do you attribute the nuggets win to denver's long layoff and long rest that they got and to miami's fatigue in this game
0: yeah i think it certainly plays a factor um but you know the the nuggets also had to overcome rust you know so there there was that kind of working against them um you know uh but you know I think it did play a factor, and the other, obviously, the other issue is the altitude um, that, yep. the, that that Miami has to deal with. It, it takes a lot of time to get used to it. Even when you get used to it, you know, it's it's not like you're being there a couple of days; and you're all of a sudden going to become accustomed to it. Um, there's a reason that the Nuggets are undefeated in the postseason at home. Um, they haven't lost since March at home, two full months um, with, without wow. losing a game. Um, so I think all those factors certainly played into it. As, as we discussed, the, the talent gap is significant, um, uh, and uh, I think the, the Heat have played you know uh, you know the um, kind of caught the, the Bucks by surprise. They played a Celtics team that was you know teetering, you know just a weird Celtics team that wasn't locked in and focused. Um, this Nuggets team, well coached um, supremely talented, um, with the best player in the sport. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot to overcome. And I think they needed to win game one. Miami had won game one in six previous series. they beat Milwaukee game in one. They beat the, they went into New York, beat the Knicks game one, went to Boston, beat the Celtics in game one. I thought they needed to win game one in order to make yeah. this a series. Um, they're in trouble now, obviously. And uh, I think it's kind of what we expected. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
1: Yeah, they're in trouble. I agree. And usually I'm, I'm not one to overreact to a game one, but you get the Nuggets to make only 8 of 27 uh, from three-point range. Michael Portis is two, 2 of 11 from three. And, you know, these numbers from Jokic and Murray are really good numbers and, and super high efficiency, but they weren't the insane, crazy numbers that they have put up in some of those games against the Lakers and against the Suns. So you have that kind of defensive performance and you lose by 11 points. You were pretty much not in the game for the majority of the game. That's a problem. And I do think that the fatigue to me uh, played a factor. I thought early on Miami looked like they had heavy legs. Uh, you saw Max Shrews, Um, He was just, uh, he was on a milk carton. I mean, the guy was 0 for 10, 0 for 9 from 3. He gave you nothing. Duncan Robinson put him on another milk carton. He was a non-factor in this game. And it just looked like both of those guys just didn't have the same legs in their drum shots that like they normally do. Now, I think it's fitting that a guy like uh, Hayward Highsmith, who doesn't get a lot of minutes, who hasn't been playing a lot good during the postseason, he's a guy who looked like the freshest guy in the heat. You know, he had 18 points. He had maybe the best game of his life. And he was a guy who had no problem with that altitude. But I think in part of it was because he was not run through the ringer of those other series that have been played he hadn't played in every game in these series he hasn't played big minutes and i think it was actually smart for spo to see that he kind of was the only guy giving them any the energy and it just let him ride him off the rest of the fourth quarter and uh it they it paid dividends but the heat i thought i thought denver was smart in how they played their pick and roll coverages into in some ways i think they kind of implored the thibodeau model of playing a lot of drop but they were much better in their rotations because they were allowing Bam Adebayo to get his and Bam Adebayo, 26 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. But the heat can't, I don't think they can beat the Nuggets in any game that Bam Adebayo choose 25 shots. Um, he doesn't draw enough free throws. That was a whole huge, huge issue this game. The heat shot two free throws for the entire game, which sounds inexplicable. But when you watch how they play, they took a lot of mid range jumpers, a lot of threes. They took 39 threes in this game. Like, if you're not driving to the paint, to the paint. You're not going to get fouled. So I'm sure this should took more than two. But I didn't watch that game thinking, oh, man, he'd be getting robbed by the refs. I was, I, it wasn't until, like, the third quarter. I was like, oh, my God, they only shot two free throws. How does that happen? How's that happen? So I, I thought that the Nuggets really did a, a smart job saying, hey, we need to stop Jimmy Butler, double him when we can, but in smart ways, not just throwing at running guys at him at the three-point line, usually around the mid-range area. And we're going to play our pick-and-roll coverages where we're going to, you know, stunt at Bam." And a lot of those dump-off passes, but we're not going to uh, collapse to him so that they can allow these three-point shooters. And if he has a 30-point game, he he takes 25 shots, so be it. Because he's not going to beat you with free throws. He's not going to beat you with three-pointers. So those are all two-pointers. He scored 26 points on 25 shots. Denver will take that all day. So if you're the Miami Heat, you're going to have to find a way to unlock these shooters because I thought the Nuggets did a really good job of making sure that the Heat didn't kill them from three.
0: Yeah um and, and you know it's and it's something we talked about like the, the scary thing is the heat didn't play a bad game you know like uh, they limited their turnovers uh, had more offensive rebounds um, you know, like more second chance points. So, so there, there was, there were some positives that they work with there. Um, but sometimes it's just a make or miss league. If they, if Struce is over 10 over nine from three, they, they can't win. You know, if, yeah. if, uh, if Duncan Robinson is Duncan Robinson and Struis and, and some of their other shooters are knocking down threes, they just don't have the team. They, they don't have the ability to compete with a, a juggernaut like the Nuggets.
1: Yeah, and, and to me, this game was evident to me that Jimmy Butler needs to be superhuman if they're going to yes. win. Like like that game he had last night is just not going to cut it. Uh, it wasn't like it was the worst game he's ever played. He did have right. seven assists and seven rebounds. He found a way to put some impact on the game, but he, he's got to be able to do more. And KCP, as a, as a defender, individual defender, he, I think he's on the radar. I think he's one of the best guys in the league. He is smaller than Jimmy Butler, though. So – uh, I I would expect maybe the Jimmy to kind of impose as well, maybe a little bit in this next game, get himself on the block, getting some easy bas- easy shots around the basket to maybe get him going. He was operating a lot further from the basket that he probably he would have wanted to. I also thought in this game, Aaron Gordon to me really kind of set the tone early. Yeah, I mean, definitely. he was it was like it was almost like a you know giving your giving the ball to your running back you know your 230 pound running back him just like trucking people the first three or four possessions and getting 15 yards and you're like oof this might be a long night like I think he punched Miami in the face in a way that just the heat hadn't seen in game one at any point in these playoffs like you know the Knicks they survived the early run there Uh, against Milwaukee they were the aggressor Uh, against, against Boston they were the aggressor so I think that kind of put them on their heels immediately and they were kind of uh playing uphill from there
0: yeah i think it's like and and plus when you give your bell cow back you know a lot of touches and first down seven yards six yards first down eight yards It gets the offensive line, gets them involved, gets them chirping, and just kind of, you know, just builds and breeds confidence. Like, if you can physically dominate a team, um, like you said, if you punch a team in the face right away, that that sends a strong message. And I
1: thought that's what the, the, the Nuggets did, courtesy of Aaron Gordon, just fully engage Vincent time and time. Yeah, so uh, the Nuggets win this one. I was about to say Nuggets won this one. Nuggets win this one, 104-93. Uh, They win game one, game two on Sunday.